You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. Are my kids ever going to go to the bank? I sometimes wonder if my young kids will ever buy a car they actually have to drive. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. There's been a lot of innovation in the financial services space, much of it thanks to fintech firms who are rethinking the way we bank and paid for things for decades. But when you have people rethinking pretty old business models and tactics, your marketing can follow suit. Some messaging that we're seeing work really well for our audience and what's resonating uh, runs a fun gamut because we don't just have to speak to CFOs and controllers anymore in the finance department. We can speak to anyone across the organization who's dealing with with spending money, with making acquisitions, with procurement. That's Tucker Stofers from Divi. And on this episode of B2B Nation, we're talking to Tucker about how B2B marketing is evolving alongside the way we bank, a more human approach to B2B marketing. And what else? Wordle. Tucker Stofers, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who you are and what you do? For sure. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Uh, so you say I'm Tucker. I lead the demand gen function over at Divi, and we are a newly acquired bill.com company. And, you know, I've been in the digital marketing space for over 10 plus years now, comfortably got started in the space through my own affiliate marketing and my own dropshipping uh, sites. So that was fun. Got into it just to kind of play around and make a little extra money and that turned into, you know, being an earlier digital marketer in Utah. And that got to evolve into getting some cool opportunities that uh, really centered around customer acquisition and growth, typically. And all of that led me here to Divi, which is really my first experience in uh, like this level of a high growth organization kind of at this scale. So Divi is kind of in this online payments, financial tech, fintech, as the cool kids call it, space. Yep. There's been a lot of innovation in this area over the last few years. You and I were just talking before we hit record from some of the biggest names in financial services to the little players, newer players. They're yeah. not little anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about marketing in this space. What are the challenges? What are the opportunities for you guys? Yeah, like you got it. Some of the OG fintech people like PayPal had to fight a pretty hard battle and you know take the hard road to get to where they're at but fintech really seems to be exploding right now because there are a lot of banks and a lot of new softwares that are out there that are just enabling startups to work through the financial system and use it, leverage tools that they've built so that they don't have to recreate the wheel over and over and so when somebody's got an idea for a solution that helps eliminate kind of an antiquated or old school method for dealing with business finances, um, there's there's usually a faster road to get there now than there ever was in the past. Right. I had a team member recently put out a question on Slack. Is there somewhere I can get a single paper check printed because they needed <laughs> to pay like HOA fees and didn't yeah. have paper checks? There's always sort of that one person on the one organization on the receiving end of the payment that is not quite up to 2022 standards for a lot of people. Right? Well, to that point, I think people just don't bank the way they did 10 or 20 years ago 
you don't have time to go try and find a branch and stand in line. Uh, everyone's become so accustomed to on-demand services and being able to do what you need that the the old kind of FinServe, which is now, now the like antithesis of FinTech, like that old FinServe model is just slower and people don't use it the same way they used to. Yeah. It's not just the, I don't go into banks anymore, but I think it really hit me when like, I wasn't even using the ATM anymore. Because yeah. for a while there was that, like, I don't go into the bank, but I could do deposits and withdrawals at the machine. I could do them 24 hours a day. And then I stopped doing that. Yeah. Right. And it's like, what, what's the bank for? <laughs> well, I, uh, I had to take my daughter. Uh, my daughter just got her first job. So I'm a, I'm a proud father of three. Uh, my oldest just got her first job. And so we had to go to the bank to open a bank account. And I was thinking to myself, I haven't been in the bank in years between direct deposit and, you know, the online services available. It's like, yeah, what is this building? Where am I? Exactly. Yeah. We're just having the allowance and spending and saving conversations with my two young kids. And yeah, I, I think about that because I, I joke sometimes when we get a car, well, our kids are never going to have to buy a car that they have to drive, right? Like by the yeah. time that gets here, the car will drive itself. And it's like, our kids are never going to go in a bank. Like we're going right. to open up accounts with them at their online bank. And my wife is like, well, what if they have to go to the bank? They're never going to go. <laughs> Yeah. What are the, what are the channels and the programs and the messages that are resonating with the audience for fintech solutions? Yeah, that's a good question. The nice thing about fintech is, well, we've got some personas, right? And we've typically we've got typical people on a buying committee in finance, so CFOs, controllers, things like that. Uh, a lot of times, finance touches everybody in the business. You know, every card holder. Uh, everybody's spending money for a company. And so there's a lot of pain points that we get to resolve. Big ones are eliminating some of that inconvenience and time that goes to going to the bank, having those conversations, really just the fast accessibility. But we've also been hitting a lot of success and hitting a lot of our stride with just the the sheer time savings on top of convenience, not collecting paperwork. So some messaging that we're seeing work really well for our audience and what's resonating uh, runs a fun gamut because we don't just have to speak to CFOs and controllers anymore in the finance department. We can speak to anyone across the organization who's dealing with, with spending money, with making acquisitions, with procurement. And so we can hit on a lot of things from the convenience factor of not having to go to the bank anymore, not having to, you know, initiate those slower payment methods all the way through to, you know, not carrying around crumpled receipts in your pockets, not having to take uh, one message that our team always loves is not having to take small loans from your employees for 30 to 60 days uh, with reimbursements, right? Like enable your people to spend through and as part of your company you know, don't make them track a whole bunch of stuff and carry around paperwork and file expense reports and pay them back in 30 to 60 days. Like this is also a service to your employees as much as it is a service to your finance department by eliminating having to process all that unnecessary paperwork. The whole idea of the sort of disposable, this credit card number will self-destruct <laughs> thing is amazing to me because even after the credit card came along, 
your expenses, you mentioned the 30 to 60 day loan. You say, okay, you put it on a credit card and then you still get the statement, share the statement, share the receipts, whatever. I feel yep. like companies were never really comfortable with the corporate credit card, living in yeah. somebody's wallet alongside the personal credit card. And here comes this solution. Here's a credit card. You can only use it for these things. You can only use it for these lo- this long, but it still has the convenience of being accepted anywhere you use a credit card. Great idea. You, Whoever yeah, did you, that, great idea. <laughs> you nailed it. The first time I heard about it, somebody called it a burner card. And I was like, well, is that a little shady sounding? What are we talking about? And then, <laughs> you know, it was explained to me like you did just there. And it's like, wow, where, where has this been all of our lives? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's all about it's all about reducing that friction, right? It's the people don't want to have to share the receipts, go through the credit card statement, figure out what's personal, what's business, black it out, send it on. And it's. Yep. Better for everybody. The people who got to cut the checks, the people who have to submit the receipts. It's not, nobody's paid to do that. They all got other things they got to be doing. Yeah. The the way we like to think of it, especially now that Divi is a part of bill.com. So we've got an even broader kind of array of services is, you know, don't spend time doing the, the busy work, spend time thinking about how to grow your business, spend time thinking about how you can impact, you know, the bottom line. Don't worry about, hey, did I remember to pay that invoice? Do I need to, you know, block out time on Friday to sit down and write a bunch of checks? Just, you know, automate what you can and and try and enable yourself and your team to worry about what's important. All right. You mentioned your history, 10 years in marketing industry. What do you think is the biggest change you've seen in B2B marketing since you started? And that's, you know, if you had to choose one, there's a lot of change and I guess yeah. I would say, don't say the burner credit card because you already covered that, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, to your point, I mean, I've been watching the B2B space and participating in it a long time. And my favorite change, I'll at least say, is that we're treating it more like a person-to-person relationship and person-to-person marketing. B2B is slowly, I think we're working our way out of the need to feel so stuffy and the need to feel like we're posturing as a, as a monster business from one big business to another. Uh, and we really can treat it like, Hey, how can I help you taking a page out of more of that, uh, business to consumer, like even the, the D to C trends that we're seeing and and implementing that in B2B. So I love that. Yeah. It used to be, if you were in B2B marketing and looked at the B2C people and said, those guys have all the fun. Yep. Right. <laughs> they get to be creative. They get to do the commercials and all that stuff. I think, you know, part of it is things like YouTube. Like you couldn't do a little funny commercial because nobody would yep. ever see it and get return on it back in the day. Well, but. you're exactly right. And I mean, even the speed of which B2B is operating in now, I think is getting faster and faster. You know, we just actually, our team got hit with the the newest pandemic that everyone else got hit with, which is Wordle, that is uh, eating into our productivity <laughs> and is is turning into our 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 focus on the team. And so we turned around a, a kind of a Wordle social ad in the last couple of days, just because everyone on our team switched over. And I feel like tapping into the culture and playing up that angle is something that we probably wouldn't have done a year or two ago if we were fitting more into the B2B mold. Yeah. The, the Wordle thing is it's crazy and it's 
sudden and sort of out of nowhere. And as we're talking here, Facebook just announced a pretty crummy quarter. And it got me thinking last night, there's still only 24 hours in a day. A lot of us have to go to work or school. How do you spend that leisure time? And one thing that nobody talked about when they said time on Facebook is down and, and activity is down is somewhere they had to find the time to play Wordle. It's got to <laughs> come at the expense of something. That's <laughs> so. true. And if they're saying they're not playing, they're just lying. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's to themselves. <laughs> So we talked about all this change that goes on from B2B marketing, getting a little more human, a little more interesting, a little more fun. And we talked about how Wordle or Wordle-like <laughs> experiences can pop up out of nowhere. Look forward ahead. Crystal Ball, uh, early February 2023. What do you think we'd be talking about if we have this conversation then? Man, I hope it, it keeps on the same line. And, you know, the buzzword right now and you know you had an episode a couple episodes back focused on this but the dark social and the the dark funnel angle that i think is going to keep growing i think we're going to continue to see privacy restrictions and things we're battling that contributes to that but i think it's more important to think about it like hey we're we're interacting from one person to another and we're trying to find ways to help enable people and and that's just hard to track and i know i have at least seen personal success that I know is driven from the dark social side that you just got to embrace, embrace the dark side, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite tool? And please be asked people don't say your phone because we're all useless without our phone, especially a Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the thing that you cannot do your job without? Man, my, uh, my communication style is largely dependent on screenshots. Um, you know, I, I'm sending screenshots, whether it's of ads or landing pages or just ideas, uh, screenshots of one Slack to another uh, 20 times a day. Uh, it's my love language, I guess. Um, and so I, I'm constantly chasing the perfect solution for a screenshot tool. Uh, right now I'm using Cloud App and I'm having a great experience with it. But, you know, I can't be without a screenshot tool for more than 12 hours without having some anxiety. <laughs> I can see it now. Uh, what's yeah. this fourth letter? It's not a vowel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Right. Tucker Stofers, thanks for joining us on VDB Nation. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Tucker Stofers for joining us on B2B Nation. Thanks also to the technology advice crew, Amy Dunn, Sarah Sanders, KJ Pace, and Caroline Wishar. You can subscribe to B2B Nation wherever you get your podcast fix. Google, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud among them. Thanks to Mnemonics and the Guild for composing our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation. 